episode 176 of the All the Books show, recorded at the David A. Hell Public Library. We talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Michaels. And I'm Nick Gunning. And actually, we're not talking about any of that stuff. No, we're not. This is a very special episode. Yeah. Where Eric talks about going through puberty and there's growing pains. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's <laughs> no. been a rough 2018 for it me. Has been, yeah. <laughs> so. Not that kind of special episode, but we are going to go through... Puberty can strike when you least expect it. He's right. <laughs> We are going to go through and talk about some of our favorite books and movies and other things from 2018. We've got a lot of listener feedback, so we're going to try to get as many of those in as we can. But we're forgoing all the traditional things that we would do. So no yeah. book news, no bookmark, yeah. nothing. You yeah. get nothing like that. Yeah, we'll come into 2019 with a bang. That's true. We're going to create bang! a whole... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to oh, 2019. Wait, I'm going numb. Welcome. Oh, my gosh. Eric, no. <laughs> wow. Chew an aspirin. <laughs> Is that what you're supposed to do? In a heart attack? Yeah, it's supposed to help. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Aspirin's good for uh, hearts, but that's not what we're here to talk about. It's good for hearts? That is not what, what we're What about here a broken heart? About. What do you chew on when you have a bro- broken heart? Chocolate? Chocolate, yeah. Pizza, Ice pizza, cream chocolate. right out of a tub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you do. Two best friends during a that breakup, Ben and Jerry. Yeah. Yep, call them and right up. Right. <laughs> have you ever been to a real like Ben and Jerry's? No, but I have a friend named Ben. I have a friend named Jerry. Man, I wish that was true, but I don't. Oh. I don't think I've ever known anyone named Jerry. Yeah. Ben, who provides us with our music, yeah, and has disappeared into the uh, the Far East. Yes, he has. So. Yes, he has. All right. Well, there's okay. a lot, there's a lot to get into today. So I don't know what the what the best way to dive in is. Eric and I each have our own separate lists, and we're going to be uh, well. Having looked at both lists, I think the best way to start is for you to start listing all yours. Yeah, I'll go off and maybe get lunch. <laughs> I'll come back, and then after about twenty minutes, I'll read my list. Okay, all right. <laughs> Just that kidding. Nick's good. list is very long that though. Sounds great. But that's because he has I'm a son. Sorry, I was trying to. No, uh, it's because you have a son. Trying to encompass all the many different things. All right. So why don't you why don't you queue up some uh, of uh, the listener feedback, and I'll do my first list, which is best nonfiction. So, oh, you're uh, just going to start with your best nonfiction. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what did you like me to do? No, go ahead. Okay. Thank you though for being so. Yeah, you're welcome. Amenable. You're welcome. Amenable. So when we posted this uh, to get listener feedback, we said, "What is the best thing that you read in 2018? It doesn't have to be from 2018." Right. But you will be awarded extra points. Yes, that's true. If it also is in 2018. 2018 yeah. So, uh, I think whew, I'm just I'm just gonna make it under the wire here. I've got okay. a couple. I've got a couple that are from 2018. The so, next person you meet in heaven. First of all, that's fiction. <laughs> and second, I didn't read it. Wait, that's fiction? Yeah. Oh my oh, gosh. Sorry, guys. I was looking forward I'm to meeting sorry. Ben Franklin. Tuesdays with Maury, also by Mitch Album, is nonfiction. So if that's what you want, yeah. Tuesdays with Maury is nonfiction. It's what am I? Th- I'm thinking my dinner with Andre. Go ahead. Okay. All right, here we go. So uh, I've talked somewhat recently about the Dick Van Dyke uh, books that I've read this year. Uh, these are one's an autobiography, and one is just a little bit, almost like a ph- like a light philosophy book about just um, the the. So I'll first talk about Step. No, I always want to say Step in Time, but it's actually called Keep Moving, by Dick Van Dyke. So this is the first of his books that I read, and I did so because it was on. Uh, Yes, problem. No, keep going. Okay, I did so because it was on overdrive, so I could listen to the audiobook narrated by Dick Van Dyke himself. So I picked it up and have been listening, and I really liked it. I, I hadn't read this because I thought, oh, it's just about aging and like I'm aging myself, mm-hmm. but I don't need to read about you know aging as a ninety year old. But I actually thought that it was a very uh, applicable book, just about like having a good attitude and trying not to 
just write things off for various reasons, you know, like give it a shot, keep moving, be active. Uh, so I actually thought it was a, a pretty uplifting book. Okay. So I recommend it to any and all, regardless of your age. And then the other book I read, his first autobiography, which is called My Lucky Life in and Out of Show Business. Mm-hmm. Also, I listened to the CD book here, narrated by Dick Van Dyke, uh, and it was great. Mm-hmm. He has a fascinating career. He tells the story in a really interesting way. It goes in many different directions, right? Because you know he started he started basically doing like news reports and hosting little game shows on CBS, and then doing some vaudeville stuff and continuing on and on to turn into Dick Van Dyke, right? So it was a pretty good autobiography. He turned into Dick Van Dyke. Have you read you? You like a good biography. Have you read anything good lately? Biography wise, yeah. not this year. I think the like last biography I read Springsteen, was Springsteen's. Right? Yeah. You loved so. that though, Born to Run. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, still in the collection we have here. Yeah, when I read for book club. Uh, this was this did not come out this year, but the movie did. Does that count? Mm, okay. Yes. Uh, the Glass Castle by Janelle. Oh uh, yeah. So this tells the story of a very dysfunctional family, um, abusive family, really, uh, and it follows Jeanette as she ages out of this horrible situation, and and the way she's able to sort of overcome these things and. You know, almost almost like she's just outside of it. It was just a really fascinating look at a really, you know, upsetting situation. Uh, it led for a great book club discussion. This was part of our Patron Picks book club, so it was suggested by one of our regulars. And I was so glad to have read it because nice. I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. She has a couple of fiction books as well, but this is uh, her memoir. This one did come out in 2018. Uh, I talked about this a lot recently, so I won't I won't go into it much again. Okay. But Calypso by David Sedaris. You've talked about this too much I recently, know, Nick. No, I said that. No, it's all right. So Calypso by David Sedaris, a very good collection of essays just about his life. Uh, most most are contemporary. A lot of his collections uh, deal with like childhood stories and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. These are essays about his current life, um, and it was just it was very good. Again, I would say if you're gonna if you're gonna pick up a David Sedaris for the first time. I wouldn't say go for Calypso. I would right. say maybe dress your family in corduroy and denim would be a, a, mm-hmm. a better starting point. Or me talk pretty one day, depending on uh, on what your interests are. But right. um, for me, a longtime David Sedaris fan, I loved it. I thought it was great. All right. And I see this did come up by, uh, this was a, a listener suggestion as well. Facebook user Anne says, The Woman in the Window, which I'll talk about a little later. Uh, Lethal White, which is the J.K. Rowling book. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, written as Robert Galbraith, right. book four of the Cormoran Strike series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested to see that because I have not heard a lot of good things about yeah. this. Yeah, um, this e- has been even, an underwhelming has. year for J.K. Rowling it fans. Has. I think with that, I think you're right. Uh, that bad, but even even I know some movie. some J.K. Rowling enthusiasts who mm-hmm. couldn't muster up yeah. more than a three star for this one. So, yeah. uh, but I'm glad you liked it and enjoy. Yeah. And Calypso was her other one. Nice. So, Woman in the Window, Lethal White, and Calypso were uh, one of the listener favorites. Nice. Uh, and then finally, the movie making magic of Star Wars: <laughs> Creatures and Aliens. <laughs> I picked this up the day before I was set to work the election this year. Yeah. I sat down. I just read it cover to cover. It was perfect for that kind of thing. <laughs> it was one of those ones that has little like booklets within the book mm-hmm. that you open up, yeah. like little flip books of the concept art. It was really, it was a well put together, <laughs> well done book. So if you like, nice. you know, if you like Star Wars, obviously, but I think it's good even just for the movie making process was, was interesting. So that is it for me. For nonfiction. The, for my nonfiction. Yeah. 
faves of this year. And both Calypso and Movie Making Magic of Star Wars did come out in 2018. So there that's you two go. bonus that's points. That's two bonus points. For Nick. For, for Nick. Score. Two for Nick. Let's see. What else do we got listener-wise? Yeah, yeah hit me. Uh, Jennifer says, The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, which was not a 2018 book. Um, Isn't that one you tried to read? I read The Name of the Wind. You did. It was the best novel she read in 2018. What? Tell me about that a little bit. Name of the Wind is the first book of this series, okay. of uh, the King Killer series by okay. um, Patrick Rothfuss. Mm-hmm. It's a story about a boy who loses his parents and becomes a legend. Oh. Um, the first book is very good. I loved it. I recommended it to everybody. The second book, I'm still halfway that's, through with. Yes, that okay. one, that's, yes, the, that's uh, the one I was thinking. Wise Man's Fear like could not uh, keep my attention. Mm, it, after a while, I was just like, I'm just so tired. But maybe the Witcher books have prepared me to get yes. back to kind of like, oh, okay, yes. nothing's going to happen for a while, and that's okay. Uh, she also says, if graphic novels count, and they do. Sure. They, they better. Otherwise, I'm going to have a pretty sparse 2018. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to go with Lock and Key by Joe Hill, something I also read. Oh, did you? Uh, last I year, that. I think. I'm late in the game on both of those, though, so no bonus points for me. That's you. Lock and the, Key. It's you or the listener. Who's that's, that? the, that's Jennifer. Okay. Uh, Lock and Key is by Joe Hill. It's about a family that goes through some tragedy, and then that tragedy kind of follows them as they move and try to uh, start their lives again. But it's a horror, supernatural, serial killer. It's a bunch of different horror uh, genres mixed together in graphic novel form and it's becoming a show but i can't remember where i can't okay. remember if it's netflix hulu or some other place okay so got a few other while we're talking nonfiction here uh, off of my list i have a few more listener responses that are nonfiction. facebook user noel mm-hmm. says undone by michelle Couchat. it's a story of making peace with an unexpected life uh dealing about somebody somebody coming to grips with their diagnosis of cancer mm-hmm so that was one. And then there was another uh, Facebook response about um, uneducated, which yep. was, uh, that's, that's been a hit all over. A, yes. lot, of, a lot of book clubs. Don says that. educated by Tara Westover. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's been popular within our system. I know yeah. our, the copies that's, have been flying that's all over the book. That's the book place, of so. uh, Survivalist? The Survivalist Daughter? Actually, I'm not really sure. I, it's uh, it I've was on read, the New York so Times bestsellers list. Uh, ends up going to uh, college. Oh, okay. With everything she's learned from. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Do you want to do one of your lists? I don't... I just have, like, the books. Oh, just I didn't everything. do anything as fancy as you did. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we'll pepper some in. Let me hear what you got. All right. Let's see. So, this year was weird for me in okay. that I... It felt like I didn't like a single book I read this year. Hmm. I have years like that. Yeah. Um, which I think I'm going to try to change in 2019. Okay. By reading more stuff I liked. Um... I mean, I read like Forever Free and Forever Peace, and those were good, but they didn't become like favorites of mine. By Joe Haldeman. By Joe Haldeman, who we right. interviewed earlier this year. So yeah. Take a look for that on SoundCloud.com slash all the books. So the closest like book. Oh boy. So the best book I read, I guess, we'll, we'll just say the kids jump book. right to it. Uh, okay. I read uh, The War That Saved My Life. Okay. By Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. Remind me about this one. It's a kids' book about a girl and her brother who have to go live with a woman. Uh, during World War Two, yes, okay, yes. yes, I'm with you. And I almost want, I thought I'm about saying World War One, but I'm pretty sure it's World War Two. I think you're right. Um, and uh, she is an unloved child by her mom, and she has a lot of issues that she has to deal with. Um, and it was just, it was very good. It was a very good uh kids book, and the uh the kids book club also really liked it. But okay. I found it to be uh 
Very well done. Okay. So that's that's one of the books I really enjoyed this year. Uh, I, I put Collapsing Empire on here by John Scalzi mm. because it's the closest thing that I got to liking <laughs> sci-fi-wise enough. Like, I didn't like the book. If you remember, I talked about it reads like a fantasy book that's just yes. apparently sci-fi. Yeah, it's that. kind of dumb in places. <laughs> but it's also... Best of the best, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but it was... It's entertaining in the same way maybe like Gotham is entertaining. The TV show Gotham. Yeah. Wow. In that it's like, it's dumb, but it's there. there's stuff about it that's interesting. And it's short enough that it's not going to steal a bunch of your life away. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read the second one. Okay. So I don't know. That's not a very good recommendation. But <laughs> uh, if you like John Scalzi, I guess you like this. If you like maybe a little like your quality sci-fi this this won't this won't do it. Okay. This will be like your McDonald's too. Fancy. I don't know. Whatever fancy chain is. I'd have Olive some Garden? McDonald's right now. That's a fancy chain. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I uh, guess. Okay. I, I mean, I guess in comparison to McDonald's, yes. Yeah. I, okay. I will. <laughs> okay. I will Sorry, everybody. That. You can tell I haven't read many good books today by that metaphor. Yeah. You're right. So you're right. Well, let me share a listener response here. Okay. Go in. This is actually from one of our colleagues. This is from uh, Carrie, who's the uh, library director in Belmont. Hi, so Belmont. Carrie says, The Goldfinch. So The Goldfinch, as you recall, came out in 2013. Uh, was one of those ones that was just everywhere. It won the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction. The audiobook won the Audio Award for Literary Fiction. Uh, it was nominated for the National Books Critics Circle Award. Nominated for the Women's Prize in Fiction. Uh-huh. Won the Andrew Carnegie Medal for Fiction. And on and on and on and on. It was very, very popular. Very popular, very huge book. Uh, it's been on my shelf for a long time. And it is a brick. I have not picked it up. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, Carrie likes it, and I like Carrie, so I, maybe I'll check that out. She also suggests Woman in the Window, which uh, we've seen quite a lot of, actually. Yeah. That's, that's um, spoiler alert, that is on my list. <gasps> and we've had several different uh, people mention mm-hmm. uh, A.J. Finn's The Woman in the Window. So yeah. uh, that's good. Anyway, do you want to continue on with your list, or would you like me to do another one of mine? Uh, let's see. I guess I can just stay. This is one thing I realized like while we were prepping this is 2018 has been a year not of just me reading a bunch of stuff but like getting into specific things and reading a bunch of that thing Mm, yes so this we're looking at you venom uh so the first thing i'll mention this is then a year of me reading the witcher books which because i'm going to get the fifth book of the witcher series and read that by the time this year ends so that will have meant i've read seven witcher books in less in a year but five wow. in 2018. That is so many. So um, started with The Last Wish back in uh, December of 2017 and going to end December 2018. Mm. So, and I mean, I like them. Yeah. And it's weird because I I tend not to be somebody that can just read book two, book three, book four in a row. Yeah, I need breaks. Like and I mean, I have read other stuff between these, but these are the only fantasy books I've I've read and like because of that I can't read another fantasy book until I'm done with the the yeah, series too. I um but I I like them. They're definitely books that I would recommend to somebody if they're looking for a new fantasy book. Uh you don't need to care about the games. You don't need to know anything about the show that's coming to Netflix. I think you can just read The Last Wish and if you like The Last Wish, you'll probably want to keep reading it. Okay. So uh yeah, I, I, I've liked them. I'm glad I picked them up. I'm glad I didn't just like go to the video games first. 
So, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And the author is also glad. Yes, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> um, but I'm also glad because the show is going to be centering around the earlier uh, life of him. So You're on the ground um, floor. So probably like a little around the right where the uh, short stories end and the series begins. Mm-hmm. So that's that's fun. Yeah. So anyways, there the you Witcher. go. Would I like The Witcher? Again, you, you read The Last Wish. Yeah. If you like The Last Wish, keep going. Okay. If you don't, I know, but I mean, just based on, based on all the magic that's. that's Do you you like short stories? Yeah, I like short stories. I do you like fairy tales? Not really. Yeah, because the 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 first one, it's very much like, hey, you know, Beauty and the Beast. Well, look at this, Mm. and I that made it sound (laughs) a lot, uh, uh, more annoying than it is. is, That is real aggressive. So you know what? Hot off the presses, this uh-huh. just in. While we were talking, woman in the window, we got a tweet on the uh, all the book show page from a listener who says the woman in the window. Oh my gosh! Another vote for that. And what Alice forgot, which is actually what I'm reading right now. Mm-hmm. It's our book club book. Yeah, by Leanne Moriarty. Nice. So the hits just keep on coming. Yeah. All right. Let me pick another one of my lists here and go through it. All right. I think that I'm going to choose best kids book. Okay. All right. So these are these are my favorite kids' books <laughs> that I read to my son. That he read to his son, yeah. Who is four. Mm-hmm. And here they are. Yeah. The first, Batman is Kind. Is he? By Carla Spinner. So here's why I like this one. My son likes superheroes. I don't, I don't know where he picks it up, but he does. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, then he also, <laughs> like, I'll read him to him, and he'll be like, yeah, I'm Batman, bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, okay, well, let's not do that uh-huh what i like about batman is kind uh-huh. is that it, it's very visually interesting it's cool right. it's from the it's the batman unlimited like that's yeah. the design style yeah it looks cool but it's just all about them like they finished fighting crime and now mm-hmm. they're just like helping people out nice. you know what i mean yeah. they're just so it's still a fun book it's still uh-huh. batman and robin it still looks cool but there's no fighting right it's just them like demonstrating ways right. to be nice without it seeming yeah. too like Sesame Street, which yeah. is cool. I like it. Talk to that lady across the street. She's lived a long I time. She has a lot of stories to share. I saw, yeah, I saw recently that there was, there's another one that the title made me think maybe, maybe it's kind of similar uh-huh. to this. So I got to find it out, but okay. I applaud you, Carlos Spinner for doing something like this. So thank you. Batman is kind. Superman will destroy the planet. And if there's a 1% chance yeah. that yeah. He, he won't be kind. Another surprise. For me, is Corduroy Takes a Bow. Yeah, you hated the first Corduroy, you monster. I don't like Corduroy. No, I never have. Uh, one day when my, my wife was gone for like a long weekend or something, and I was looking for something for my son and I to do, and Barnes & Noble was doing a like a Corduroy story time on the weekend. And so we went. We read this book, and there were some activities along with it. He loved it. I loved it. I thought it was very good. So Corduroy Takes a Bow by Viola Davis uh, nice. from Suicide Squad. Is that how she wants to be known? No. No. No, okay. I don't think that's how right. anybody right. wants to be known. All right. She was in Suicide Squad. Uh, the Water Princess by Susan Verde. So this one is cool. This is about, um, it's, it's, uh, it's set in Africa, and it's about a, a group of uh, women who are going from their village to the nearest water, you know, carrying jugs on their head. And right. Just, it's a whole, like, day-long thing where they go and basically stock up on water. And it's nice because it, it's very informative but it's also again the the imagery is very good, uh, the story is interesting, and you're kind of you're you're he- seeing the story from the little girl's perspective, so it still has right. that element that uh, kids would enjoy. But it also is you know telling the reality that some people face. So it kind of 
you know, it led to a little, a quick little discussion where my son was asking me, well, why are they going all there for water? And mm-hmm. so, could, you know, I was able to be like, well, not everybody has that. And so it's a good story and it's a good, uh, it's a good message. Message. Thank there you. you. Go. Yes, exactly. It. Uh, Up in the Leaves, I will choose next. Up in the Leaves by Shira Boss. So this is a true story. It's a picture book. Mm-hmm. Uh, true story about a man who basically just climbed in trees in Central Park and was building forts in mm-hmm. the trees. Cool, elaborate forts without anybody knowing, hanging out in there. And then the you know, the forest group would sort of kind of be like, yeah, you got to get out of there. Get out. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fun story because it's like a little adventure and to see the things that he's doing. And then he eventually goes to work for the park, like taking care of the trees. So it's... A true, true story, and it's like a fun, positive story. All right. Anyway, I like that, too. And finally, uh, I Walk with Vanessa by Caracassette. So this one is a wordless book, which I don't usually like. Um, but this one, I think the images are very compelling. And my son is uh, in pre-K this year, so he's like kind of getting used to the whole school situation set up. And it's about a girl who... Uh, starting at school and doesn't really know anybody, doesn't really have any friends, and is just sort of on the outside of groups, and people are just not noticing her. Right. Uh, there's some light bullying, but it's more just about she's nobody is nobody is approaching her because she's new. Mm-hmm. So you watch her, uh, Vanessa. You watch her get sad. You watch her not fit in. Um, and then there's another little girl in the story who sort of begins to pick up on that, and notices, and takes some steps to kind of bring her, bring Vanessa in. Right. So it's nice because it's wordless, so he's able to just look at the story oh. himself and like get that message without me like telling it to him. Right. So, um, I, I was impressed with that. Yeah. I, like I said, I typically don't uh, don't like wordless books, but that that's a good one. What's what's another wordless book though that you've what what was the oh, was it the B J Novak one that was wordless? Um, no, that's a book with no pictures. Oh, okay. There mind. are several. I mean, it's a subset. Yeah. It's not hard to find. Oh, okay. Um, uh, to find wordless books. Okay. Yep. All right. That's it. You want to take some uh, user response or listener responses? Yeah, I got to look up this book. It's so uh, Travis says the uh, Go Give. No, the Go Giver by Bob Berg and John Mann. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, Tell me. I'm opening it. Oh, sorry. Uh, a little story about a powerful business idea. So it's nonfiction. Okay. There we go. Oh, all right. Uh, tells a story about an addition young man named Joe who yearns for success. Joe is a true go-getter, though sometimes he feels as if it's harder or faster he works. The further away from his goal seems to be. Desperate to land a key sale at the end of bad quarter, he seeks advice from an uh, enigmatic... Oh, my gosh. Enigmatic? Yes. <sighs> Pindar, a legendary consultant referred to by uh, many devotees simply as the chairman. Oh, so I guess this is fiction. Or you, maybe it's not. You did not do that book justice. No, I didn't. I'm so sorry, everybody. Just knowing that someone named Travis loves that book no, it will really. have to be your, <laughs> <laughs> the best your only guide. Uh, also, Greater by Stephen... Uh, oh, boy. Futik. First day. Nancy. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Your wife says NYOB. So what am I supposed to... What am I working with? I think that stands for none of your business. Yeah, I know what it stands for. Okay. So... Well, while we're talking about close family, my brother, yeah, Steve, loved this book. A uh, regular guest of mm-hmm. uh, the All the Books show. 
has recommended Rose Blood by A.G. Howard. This is a YA book. Mm-hmm. It's a modern day spin on the Phantom of the Opera, basically. Yeah. And he was, I mean, he loves all things Phantom of the Opera, That's but true. he was all in on this book. Yeah. And it does have some other, we were talking about this before. It has some other, not sequels, but. The writer has like a Splinter series, or I believe Splinter or okay. Spinder series. It like a series, and this one isn't under that. But the when right. you look at the cover, it's not a hard, uh, it's not a hard jump to mm-hmm. go from one book to the other. I think. Right. So yeah, this seems like a standalone. Yeah. So. Yeah, but yes, right. uh, Stephen anyway. enjoyed Roseblood quite Author a bit. A.J. Howard. Yep. All right. You got any more you want to share? Uh, another thing I got super. I committed to this year. Uh, you know what? I'll. I was about to say this, but uh, regular listeners will know that one thing I did this year was subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. Yes. On, <laughs> on a. Uh, it's an app. You can you can use it on your computer though, which means I had access to all the Marvel comic books that they uh, provide on there, and there are a lot, and I read a lot. Yes, you did. So. Um, no one can take that away from you. No. Um, Nick pointed out at like the beginning that uh, sometimes like you make a profit off these apps by having people subscribe and then never using it. Yeah. Like somebody pays $70 for the year, yeah, for uses every, it for five. For every one of those people, yeah. there's an Eric Mickle. Yeah, I come in and I just ruin <laughs> their charts like, oh, yeah. crap, somebody's using it every day. But uh, so I used it at the beginning of the year. I haven't talked about them in a while because it was back in January. Uh, but I... Got real into Punisher, the Punisher comics. Yes. Got back yes, into them. Did. Got real into Ghost Rider comics, the newer ones, and Moon Knight as well. So that's that's it. I I don't know how much I don't know how to really talk about them without annoying Nick about no, how hey, much I'm talking no, about I'm Ghost here. Rider. Easy like Sunday morning. That's okay. Um, but yes, these these three I felt like fit in a perfect like the Punisher, Moon Knight, Ghost Rider because they're all kind of gritty characters. They were all being a little bit rebooted. Uh, around the same time um but they're all really good mm. stories the punisher had some ups and downs but when it had ups it was just great um and moon knight i didn't like at the beginning and then it ended up becoming Came a around. great book and ghost rider had like two had garth ennis and then jason aaron and it just became like a really fun ridiculous book hmm. and so i don't know ghost rider's usually so grounded i know character, so well i guess i don't mean grounded but like he's not off uh, doing Avenger style Avenger adventures. He's, okay. He a lot of times Ghost Rider stories are taking place in small towns with dark secrets, and he's the Ghost Rider, and he's okay. gonna mess things up for those dark secrets. But yeah, it was that was a fun beginning of the year, just reading like going back and forth between these books. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Well, let's stick with graphic novels for a minute. We had Sick. another listener suggestion. HG editor says her favorite graphic novel of the year mm-hmm. was Supergirl being super. By Mariko Tamaki. Oh, yes. So um, this, this is a standalone, right? It is a standalone. Okay. Yeah, just a one, one-off thing. Uh, Mariko Tamaki also wrote this one summer. And yes. she also has a couple volumes of She-Hulk. I wonder if you've read this. She-Hulk Volume 1, Deconstructed. Not yet. It looks good. No, I haven't read it I yet. I want to hear it when you like it. Anyway, I also read Being Super, and I thought it was very good. It is just a Supergirl origin. There's no other DC characters in it. It almost... Oh. It it uh, it's a very separate thing, but it works very well, and it it gives Supergirl um, some attention that she typically doesn't get. You know, it really like delves into her character, which is nice. I appreciated that. Uh, here's my list of mm-hmm. my favorite graphic novels of the year. Now, I'm going to start with one that is not a five star review, but is one that I have to mention. So it's a sentimental 
And that is Smallville Volume 9 continuity. Okay. So when Go Smallville ahead. ended, uh, gra- a, seri- a comic book series, Smallville uh-huh. Season 11, began. <laughs> and it's been going basically since Smallville. So there's nine yeah. volumes of Oof. it. Uh, the last one came out in 2018. So that's a that's another point for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's good. I mean, it wraps up... It wraps up the uh, the Smallville continuity basically, mm-hmm. and it's just you know it was it was a it was a bittersweet for me because now officially oh, there's no more Smallville. Yeah. You know what I mean? That storyline is done. <laughs> so uh, shout out to my friends at Smallville, uh, but not but certain friends, not all of them. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So my my favorite graphic novels of the year were Forever Evil. which is a big epic crossover. Yeah, I was shocked by this I when really you sent me your it. list. You weren't a fan of this one, not, as I recall. Not as much as you, yeah, obviously. I would put it on the top of my list. Okay. Uh, a couple of Batmans that really stood out to me were Batman Year 100. Yes. Uh, uh, that's something you read when I got it. Yes, right? yeah. you got it, and I never read it before, and it just really worked for me. It's it's set 100 years after the debut of Batman, Yeah. and it's ambiguous whether or not you're talking about yeah. Bruce Wayne as Batman mm-hmm. or just some a new Batman. But yeah, there it's... Uh, when he says they debut, he means like 1939, yeah. Batman, and it or 1940, whatever it is. Um, but like throughout it, they talk about like there was an appearance here, and you yeah. if you pull up your Bat memory, you're like, oh, that's Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's Frank Miller's Batman. Right. That's this Batman. And so it's just kind of like every time we've seen like a new interpretation of Batman. Year 100 yeah. is counting that. Yeah. So so there's like it, there's a sloppiness to it and kind of an yeah. ugliness to the art. Yeah, the art's I the one that just yeah. I think it just works. Yeah. I just think it just really works for the The story. art's the thing that has kept me away from it so long. Yeah. And then oh, was, I probably wouldn't have read it if, if yeah. it wasn't just in my hand because <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but I really liked it. So okay. if you're a Batman fan, I think you'd find a lot of cool things yeah. in it. Then Batman uh, White Knight, yep. which just came out. Yeah. Uh, 2018. On, that's yeah, a point for that's me. That's right. Boom. That's right. You got a point. All right. <laughs> um, that was very good. Nice. I like that. That's the take on the the Joker basically getting well and uh, yeah. trying to save the city. Yeah. Which I typically don't like giving yeah. you things like that, but I I thought this one really worked. Mm-hmm. My brother who loves the yeah. Joker didn't really care about it. Yeah. Didn't really care for it. So. There's there's a twist. I mean, not a twist, but there's Joker getting well is part of like an overarching story. It doesn't yeah. just happen that he becomes right. he gets getting well. Yeah. And so yes, you're right. Uh, Star Trek Boldly Go, Volume 1. I noticed this is the only Star Trek that made the list. Yeah. So this is a... this is There was a long-running IDW series, 13 volumes. <laughs> we do have it in the mm-hmm. collection. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, and then this, this new series is kind of a different style, and it takes off after uh, Star Trek Beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only read the first couple volumes of this series, but I thought yeah. number one was just a great collection of Trek right. stories. We don't have this in the collection mm-hmm. because nobody was really checking out the other ones. So. Yeah. But we can get yeah. it for you if you want it. Uh, I loved that. And then finally, I loved Back to the Future Continuum Conundrum. So I am a huge Back to the Future fan. Mm-hmm. I've you know I've always wanted like more. There was the animated series, which was, meh, but I still like <laughs> watched it. Um, I read the novelizations, and there was just nothing. The story yeah. was like never continued. And finally, they started doing first the Telltale game, which mm-hmm. is cool if you like Telltale games, right? Uh, and then they started this graphic novel series. The first couple were like little short stories, like what about this? What about this? This was like the first real proper, um, basically like a Back to the Future four kind mm-hmm. of story. 
and I just loved it. Okay. I absolutely loved it. I finished it, and I, I made my wife read it. I was like, this is so great. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. She didn't really like it. But, right. you know, uh, again, we don't have that in the collection. I right. have it in my collection, and we can get it for you through our Is this the one where Biff goes back to dinosaur times? No, that was in one of the little short stories. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, that's it for me. Do you, are there other graphic novels that you, did you <laughs> highlight them all? or did? No, I didn't highlight them all. Um, again, because of the Marvel Unlimited app. Uh, but you know what? I'll just keep it up with that. This was also a year where I kind of had an existential Batman crisis mm. in that... I'm having a Superman crisis, I'll tell you what. Well, what happened was I thought... I think it was because I finished... We, we ended up getting all of Frank Miller's uh, Dark Knight Returns yes, books. Yeah. Uh, and so I had finished the Dark Knight Returns Volume 3 Master Race, and I ended up really liking it um, a lot more than I thought I was going to. I agree. And it kind of made me realize, oh, no, I've read all the Batman classics. Mm. And so I went looking, and it turned out I hadn't. <clears throat> there was a list that I had never seen that had a really a lot of really good stuff. So I started using that to... Uh, to check stuff out uh that was stuff that's where i got batman year 100 right it's where i got the uh that 70s collection the strange apparitions yeah uh batman prey and so uh this year i this year i kind of made it a goal to like read these non uh uh, these not super obvious batman uh classics and i ended up really liking a lot of them and that got me also to read tom king's batman with the disappointing wedding volume but i heard the next volume is good um so it was just a year where I, uh, I guess I renewed my vows with Batman, if you will. Mm, yeah, so, I will. Um, but yeah, there, there was some good stuff. And I, yes, all right, I'll get through the Marvel stuff too. I read a whole bunch of Venom comics in preparation for the movie so that when I didn't like it, I'd have some, uh, I'd have some fuel for the fire. Yeah. But then I also thought it was fine. Yeah. So I was like, well, I just read a whole bunch of 90s Venom comics for no reason. Yeah. But that's on my list of favorite movies. No, it's not. But I did like it. <laughs> um, and also, if I had to pick one thing that I really, really enjoyed uh, from uh, having the Marvel Unlimited thing and going back to older stuff, it would have been that Exiles comic, if you remember. It was like 100 issues. The the time-traveling, alternate reality-hopping team. It was like Sliders, hmm. Marvel's. Wow, no, I do not remember. It was earlier in the year, but okay. I just read like this, non- and it was great, and I miss... Uh, I missed the series not being, and they brought it yeah. back. Uh, you might have seen Peggy Carter dresses Captain America, and uh, like an older, jaded Ms. Marvel. Mm. Um, they've they formed a new team of Exiles, okay. but yes. So I used my Marvel Unlimited quite a bit. Uh, those are, oh, here's one. So there are two more graphic novels. Okay, I'm ready. All right, Be Prepared is a, I think we keep it in our YA section. So it's a young adult graphic novel by Vera Brosgal. This is 2018. Point. Ah, um nice. this is the one i've talked about this this is the one where the girl uh has to go to her first uh summer camp okay um and she she's a little bit i think she feels a little bit too young there she is she's older than uh her brother who also has to go to the camp but she doesn't really fit in but it's one of those like coming of age stories it's very good i'm not selling it right but the art's very good if you read um Anya's Ghost. It's the same author uh, who all I'm is more the artist. With that one. And uh, yeah, I found it touching. Uh, brought up some good emotions I had about summer camp, uh, which is weird for me to <laughs> to read something like this and there to be good emotions that are brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah, I would suggest that one. And the other graphic novel I read, I read it in preparation for the movie, and then I didn't see the movie yet. Is <laughs> I Kill Giants by Joe oh, yeah, Kelly. Yeah. 
and this is really good and i need to watch the movie it's on hbo um so it this was also a an emotional uh read but in a different way yeah. this, and this was the first time i ever read a book or seen anything with a student counselor that i actually wish i had had mm. she she's just like you you believe her the student counselor but it's a it's a great story um i liked uh the characters in it and i mean it's it's dark she's going through some heavy stuff but it's it's a really good book uh, and we have both of these as well so so that's not 2018 but the movie's 2018 mm, yeah. no we didn't count darn it movie, so we can't all right didn't this, count it for glass castle oh that's true Speaking of Glass Castle, we did have uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, at Miss Music Box ninety one uh, listed the Glass Castle among yeah. her favorites. Listed a few things along with Magnolia Story, uh, Needful Things, which we did for a book club, and I didn't like. So yeah, I'm glad that did anybody. Did. I, don't I mean, so. I guess she did at the book club. But I yeah, think she was about it. Uh, Sharp Objects. Yep. Which is a Gillian Flynn book, which which was also a library book club, and mm-hmm. High Fidelity, which is also a library book club. Yeah, and, it's and also on my list. What a transition! Yeah, do you want to? Talk? Are you not there yet? Sure, I can. All do right, that. Yep. do it. Uh, oh boy, so this is uh, my top, my top fiction. Fiction, area. yeah. So, in no particular order, mm-hmm. Veronica Mars, the thousand dollar tan line by Rob Thomas. So I love Veronica Mars. Like we were, my I like Matchbox I, when, Twenty when we were on. Mm-hmm. When it was on, I mean, we yeah. just like watched it every week. Yeah. We loved it. So excited when the movie came out. Yep. So excited that bought they got yourself it a T-shirt. Right. I did. No, well, <laughs> we were Kickstarters. We supported the Kickstarters. You got the T-shirt. So I got the that, yeah. T-shirt. So mm-hmm. I love Veronica Mars. I had never read these books, and mm-hmm. I, and the first one again, I found it on Overdrive, uh, read by Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. So the book was great. It sounded <laughs> like a very good Veronica Mars story, but read by Kristen Bell just pushed it over the edge. So nice. that's that's why that one kind of eked up onto the list of my favorites. Um, I'm also going to mention The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. Someone else so did too. I know they did. Yeah. Do you have that up? So uh, yeah. You talk about Great Alone and then okay. I will do the shout out. Okay. Uh, so that was uh, one I've talked about quite a bit, but it deals with... Uh, shout out Linda. <laughs> Linda, Linda also says The Great yes, Alone. Linda, all right, I'm with you. The Great Alone, uh, Kristen Hanna's follow-up to The Nightingale. This is set post uh, the, the Vietnam War, dealing with uh, a man who has a post-traumatic stress disorder, inherits some land out in Alaska, moves his family out there to you know, basically a shack, mm-hmm. and they just have to make a go of it in Alaska. Very good story, very, very powerful story. Uh, so that's, that's, in, my, right, that's right. in my top. The Blacksmith. He goes to become a blacksmith. This isn't the one where he goes to become like a swordsmith or a blacksmith? No. Up? Huh. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, High Fidelity, which was also on Miss Music Box's list here. So High Fidelity yep. by Nick Hornby. I'd never read Nick Hornby. I'd seen mm-hmm. some of the movies before uh, about a boy, Fever Pitch, that sort of thing. Um, Fever Pitch is Nick Hornby? It is, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I'd never seen the John Cusack movie, and I'd never read mm-hmm. the book. I loved the book. Yeah. I liked the movie, too, but the book yeah. just really... It really worked for me. Okay. And I wasn't sure it was going to when I started because it's it's really in pretentious? your face. No, it's not pretentious, but mm-hmm. it's just, um, it's where the character is like talking to you. And sometimes that's really great. Yeah. But I thought it worked. I really liked it. And it made it to the to the top here. Okay. Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn, which uh, many people have. I think that's, no, it is. It definitely is. Among the, uh, the requests, Women in the Window. Yeah. We had the most responses for. Yeah. So, Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. Yep. A great mystery story where a woman thinks she sees something going on in the house across the street. Um, she's not the most stable person, so right. you're not really sure what to believe. I do think it kind of um, 
transcends the cliche of that unstable drunky female narrator mm-hmm. sub genre that happened. Yeah. I think yeah. that it stands above that. I know that not everybody does, <laughs> uh, but I did. I thought, I thought that it was very good. And then finally exit West by Mohsin Hamid. So this is, um, when you introduced me to actually, mm-hmm. you read this book earlier in the year. Uh, it deals with, uh, two people who last are in, year. I last think. year. Okay. Deals with two people who are in basically a war torn, uh, unnamed area and they right. find a portal into a better place, uh, so vaguely sci-fi. Mm-hmm. They take that portal. They're suddenly in a better place, and it just kind of follows their right. lives. When they don't have yeah. the strain of what they were living with yeah. before, very relevant of today. Absolutely. So, absolutely, uh, just very evocative of that. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling of of trapped and needing escape, and then like the the what now of it all. Mm-hmm. Kind of get past that. Uh, so I thought this was very well done. A very powerful book, and I'm glad that you put it on my radar. So thank you. Thanks, man. Uh, anything else you want to cover before we move on to other things? Bookwise, you yeah. mean? No. Okay. <laughs> we got many. Uh, I have a lot of stuff I want to read for 2019. Yeah. Well, sure. So. That's its own show. Uh, <laughs> we got many. Uh, uh, what's the word? Votes, recommendations for uh-huh. All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dewar, including Miss Music Box 91. Yeah, that that's was the still last going. On her list. Um, looking at my year in review on Goodreads, mm-hmm. uh, All the Light We Cannot See is the most popular book that I read this year. Oh, yes, my year With in review. With 815,504 uh, other people reading that book. So I did like that. I enjoyed that book very much. Uh, wasn't a favorite, but I did like it quite a bit. My least popular book with only one other person reading, Five Little Speckled Frogs. Five Little Speckled Frogs. That's a kid's book, I take it. It's a yeah. ki- kid's board book with little uh, squishy frogs on it. So <laughs> me and this one other dude really enjoyed it. You might want to check it out. What, what's your most popular book of the year? Yeah, I had to find it again. Uh, my most popular book is probably a graphic uh no, my most popular book of the year was Neil deGrasse Tyson's Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. Oh, okay. Uh, seventy-four thousand people also read this book this year. Mm. Uh, the that least popular, popular book I read was Venom Tooth and Claw by Larry uh, Hama. This was a bad collection of books. Um, five people read it. Mm, okay. Five other people read this. What was your longest book? Uh, Infinity, which is a graphic novel okay. by Jonathan Hicks. Mine is also a graphic novel, Grayson, the Super Spy Omnibus oh, yeah. by Tim Seeley. My shortest book, Get Ready for Hulk <laughs> by Michi Fujimoto. <laughs> a children's board book about the Incredible Hulk. Sure. So, uh, the uh, highest being ra- a parent really throws off my <laughs> Goodreads yeah. mojo. Uh, highest rated book. Uh, this means like highest rated out of everybody else. Yeah. The War That Saved My Life has a 4.47 average. Mm. I only gave two books. Five stars this year. Wow. One was Moon Knight, mm-hmm. Volume 1 okay. by Warren Ellis, which okay. I just read. Yeah. And the other was I Kill Giants. Oh. So it was that's what, how I mean it was a rough, yeah, it was a rough like year. It. My highest rated book on Goodreads was The Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo by Jill Twist. Mm. That's the John Oliver spoof of the Mike Pence rabbit. Oh, okay. Book. Oh, right, right. I wasn't really a fan of this, as I mentioned in past episodes. I thought it kind of missed an opportunity, but... Uh, it has an average rating of 4.77 on Goodreads. So yeah. I'm one of the few bringing that down, I guess. Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a problem. Yeah, I guess so. So, uh, Do you want to talk movies for a little bit? Yeah, let's do that. Look, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. I know that you're going to like make fun of me and tell me I'm a big dumb idiot. No, I won't talk about it. But I, I have been keeping track of the bad movies that you end up liking. 
uh, for the next time I like a good movie, and you're like, that's dumb. And I'm like, oh, really? Mm, okay. But Do you want to share some of them? No. Bad movies that I like? Bad movies that you like? Yeah, if you've been keeping track, I'd love to hear. I don't want to do this. I want to know. Justice League, yeah, Venom. Like Justice League. I did like Venom. Uh, Here's the difference, though. This one you're about to say. I'm not... <laughs> I enjoyed those movies. Yeah. I found them enjoyable yeah. in spite of their flaws. Yeah. Not the same as saying, like, this is a cinematic masterpiece. See, I guess out of the three that you're picking, yeah. or the I, uh, Venom is the one that I would say is the most enjoyable out of all of those. So well, I'm actually... Well, it's, Venom's it's, not on my list. But. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. You... It, everybody likes what they like, and you did like this one a lot. Okay. So, which is funny because you like what, all what the. Are we what are you even talking solo? about? Solo, solo. Okay, I haven't said it yet, so I yeah. wasn't sure what you meant. Uh, I think it's funny because you like a, so much of the extended universe, like history. Yeah. That so that Han Solo has. Yeah. And this one kind of like, I don't know, doesn't. What do you mean? It doesn't have all that stuff. There's none of the. Uh, what's the trilogy? The Corellian trilogy or something? Oh I yeah. Well, the Corellian trilogy is set later. Actually, no. Okay. I mean, uh, Solo has I think more extended universe. Like homages than any other really? of the new ones. Yeah, I guess I just a lot right. of stuff. Okay, like a lot of stuff in the Lando trilogy and mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, so here, right. here are some of the movies that I most enjoyed that yeah. came out this year. I did only limit it to movies that came out this year. I don't yeah. know if you did the same thing. Yeah, I did. But, yeah, and I know that there are more. It's driving me crazy. I was asking my wife too. She was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so, so yeah, I listed a bunch at you, and you didn't. You're like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All Solo. Right. Yeah, I was very happy with Solo, and yeah. I had a bad attitude about Solo from the beginning. Yeah, so I did not want that movie, but then I ended up really liking it. So go mm-hmm. figure. <laughs> um, Creed two, which I we, we talked we just about talked a about. few episodes back. Yep. Uh, I, was, I was very happy with that as mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a, an, a capstone on the Rocky series. Yeah, a Quiet Place. Uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt mm-hmm. thriller. I thought was and very you saw this good. In theaters. Yeah, I really liked it. So were you scared? No. Really. That's not the kind of... I don't find that kind of movie scary, I guess. Huh. Okay. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah? I loved it. Loved it. Oh, yeah? You got a little... Uh, you I, got yeah, Hank Pym and... I got some uh, pop figures here. The limited Janet? edition ones, yeah. too. Yeah. So nobody, There's a limited edition pop Nick can get at Target only. He yeah, will, that's right. Yeah, you're right. He will send friends and family to every Target nearby. I will. And so then you ultimately get, find it myself. Yeah, you got the uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming, but he's wearing the jacket, right? Sweet that's jacket. Target only. Yeah, that's Target. So. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Yeah. I think I have... Yeah, my Captain Kirk from Star Trek Beyond. It's like an FYE yeah. exclusive because he's got his survival suit And the on. Conan O'Brien one with his super... Conan. That's a GameStop only. That's yeah. from my brother. Don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> let it ride. Favorite pop figure of 2018 oh, nick that's such a hard yeah that's a hard choice I all right do it. <laughs> i shouldn't have done that you're right you shouldn't have ant-man and the wasp ant-man and the wasp was Ant-Man really good wasp. it was great yeah yeah uh what was your favorite marvel movie of the year of the mcu yeah. of the three yeah my favorite it might be ant-man and the wasp mm-hmm. was the most fun yeah i i think it's definitely the most fun yeah uh and black panther and avengers were both really good i don't know which one i'd pick i've i've seen them both twice now but it's hard. Um, I'd probably pick Avengers because it's just so big. Yeah, it's so But epic. at the same time, uh, there's things about it that I wish had happened differently. Yeah. Or closer to the original story. Right. But, so. Okay. Uh, and then last Definitely. on my list is one called At First Light. So yeah, I think I cool remember kinda, you mentioning yeah, this. Yeah, it's it was very good. It's it's a, kind of a, just a low-budget mm-hmm. sci-fi uh, movie. Mm-hmm. It was very good. A girl falls into a big, like basically like a swimming hole, right? Uh, in, in some like this rocky alcove, and just right. vanishes, and then comes back and is fine, but has mm-hmm. some sort of like 
thing going on. Right. And so she and this other guy are sort of trying to figure that out, and then they're on the run. And, yeah. you know, it's a lot of a lot of the kinds of things that you've seen before, but it was just a very, like, quiet, understated kind of sci-fi that I really appreciated. Okay. So. Uh, did you mean to put Tomb Raider and or... Uh, rampage on this list and you forgot no i didn't but you love them i did like them both. <laughs> yes uh this was movie year this was the year that i both got and canceled my movie pass subscription uh, yes so like most of america uh it was not a good year to be a movie pass subscriber all right hit me what, so what are some of your favorites none of those were ranked do you have a favorite of those five can you pick is it solo no i can't really pick okay uh the five uh, the ones that I came up with for my five favorite films in no particular order right now, Annihilation with Natalie Portman. Oh, I was under the impression you didn't like that movie. I didn't like the book. Oh, you didn't like the, the book. movie. Okay. was very good. The movie, uh, the movie pressed like all the right buttons for me okay. with this kind of stuff. It's the same person who did uh, Ex Machina, so it's a darker uh, story. It's there's stuff in it that. It's a book series. There's several. We have the whole series. Yeah, it's a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest of the trilogy, but this this was good. Um, Tessa Thompson was in it. A lot of um, other people in it. Oscar Isaac is in it, but he's more of like a, a flashback character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was very trippy. It reminded me more of like watching Solaris or the weirder parts of Space Odyssey. Mm. So you have um, you have to... Are there weird parts of Space Odyssey? <laughs> yeah, so you have to... Uh, your mileage might vary with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, dun, dun, the sixth dun, Mission dun, Impossible dun. movie, is on my list. I thought it was one of the best action films since uh, this type... The, the best like big blockbuster action movie since uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. Um, it w- it was great. I had a real good time at it. I put Searching on yeah, the list. Yeah. Um, Very good, John Cho with John Cho. Mm-hmm. It's it was tense, and I was definitely tense during the whole movie. But I was really impressed with. I mean, the whole the uh, what I'm, the hook of the movie is that everything is shown from like different screens. It's a screen yeah, movie. Yeah. So you're either watching a phone uh, be searched through a computer screen. You're watching interaction through Skype calls and um, emails and all this uh, stuff. And like for the first five minutes, it's entertaining. And then you're like, oh, geez, is this going to carry a whole movie? Mm-hmm. And it does. And I was very surprised. Uh, there's a few like cheats like how they use um, spy cams or, you know, news. Oh, yeah. Um, that you get around it a little bit, yeah. But for, for the most part, I for thought, the most yeah. part, it, they they chose a structure and it worked. And I was surprised the whole time that I was in it. So uh, searching is on there. Uh, I put Ready Player One because I did have fun at it, and I've watched it multiple times since uh, since then. And each time I end up really liking it, and I find the ending to have a lot more emotional heft than I was expecting. Hmm. So. But also, I just love the opening car chase yep. as well. Yes. Um, and my last one is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, great movie. So Nick just saw this movie. I have. Yes, yeah. I've seen it since we. Uh, yeah. Since we last. Keep recorded. in mind, this is our our five favorite films without having seen Bumblebee or Aquaman. True. So that is. That's yeah, a, there's a good chance Aquaman would knock the rest off for Nick or Bumblebee. Right? You're excited yeah. for Aquaman. Yeah, I'm excited for both of them. Yeah. And I got out of the Transformers game a long time ago, but <laughs> well, so, yeah. Bumblebee is looking good. Yeah, you stopped after the third one, Aquaman? I mean, uh, Transformers? I only saw the third one because yeah. it was 
this this is a tragic tale. Uh huh. So I do you want to hold my hand? No. For support? No. Okay. okay. Go ahead. I only saw the third one because it was a two part, uh, a double feature at the drive-in. Oh no! And the second one was the debut of Green Lantern. Wow. Yep. That's a that's a rough one two punch. Yep. All right. Yep. Sorry, man. But Green Lantern was great yeah. in comparison to... 2011 was a rough year for you then. Um, There's a lot of hard times. I watched the fourth Transformers film, Age of Extinction. You know what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. So bad. I watched it on TV because I didn't even go to... Th- I saw the other ones in theaters, but I couldn't for the fourth one. And it was no. just... And then even the fifth one, I was like, I'll see it. But all the reviews were like, there's like no Transformers in it. There's no big action. And I'm like, mm. those are the things... Those are the only things that the Transformers yes. movies are. So go ahead. You were about to say something. Yeah, I forgot. Okay. Well, Into the Spider-Verse uh, is the last movie I've seen mm-hmm. at the time of recording. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was great. Very well done. Um, and I don't really have any complaints. Yeah. I, I didn't like the Kingpin design. That's my one complaint. Yeah, the Kingpin design is uh, extreme to the point of comical. Yeah, it just seems like it's from yeah. a different movie. But uh, as I told people, it's... I think I mentioned this last time I talked about it too. It's like the Lego Batman movie, but earnest. Yeah. More. Earn- I mean, the Lego Batman and movies you, are earnest. You are right about the rating. I'm surprised that the it's, PG rating. That it's, it's, only it's, PG. it's a little rough. I would yeah. Not take my son to that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You didn't. Yeah. Good call. Thank you. Um. But yeah, all uh, all good stuff. So agreed. Any uh, what other listener stuff do we got? I think we hit most of it. Okay. Uh, a lot of you know favorite books and that sort of thing, but. Is there a movie that you're most looking forward to in the coming year? In 2019? Yeah. Hmm. You know, if Fox ever wants to put out X-Men Dark Phoenix, yeah, that'd be I'll, fun. I'll be first in line. Yeah, I'd be excited. So um, I sometimes feel like I'm the only person excited for... Oh, I'm excited for Are it. you? Yeah. Okay. Every time I read an article, there's always a snide comment like, does anybody care about the X-Men movies anymore? I love the X-Men movies. I'm not super into the new cast, but I'm yeah. excited about seeing another X-Men yeah. movie. Uh, okay. The new class. What if you called it that? No, I love the you? I love the new class. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, and I mean also Avengers. I I keep I I can never remember what's coming out when. I I remember what I was going to say. Are we getting Wonder Woman two this year, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty? Okay, well I was excited for that. Yeah, I saw another trailer for Shazam, and I mm-hmm. just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It looks I good. I mean, I it looks fun. I don't have much faith in Zachary yeah. Levy. I just don't think oh, that he okay. can pull that off. Yeah, well, I think you know. I think a Chris Pine uh-huh. or somebody like that. Yeah. Well, you just was, love Chris Pine. I do love Chris Pine, but I just, I think you need somebody mm-hmm. who is just fun to watch, like okay. whatever they do. And I don't think that that's Zachary Levy. So mm. I don't think he can sell it. Right. Well, then I guess. Uh, Captain we watched, Marvel looks exciting. Yeah. Yeah. The second trailer looked a lot more uh, exciting mm-hmm. than the first one did. But that Godzilla King of Monsters, I uh, saw another trailer for it. It looks if if they actually deliver on the promise that these tr- these trailers are doing, unlike the first, uh, yeah. the 2014 Godzilla, I'm I'm all in. You are. It looks good. Okay. So, uh, they're making a new Shaft movie. Yeah, I heard. They're the Men in Black three, not men, the new Men in Black movies happening with Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. and uh, Tessa Thompson. Yes. That's that's all. That's cool. Is Frozen two this year? I don't. Is 2019? I don't care about that. Frozen two is happening. Yeah. Okay, you don't care. I don't. I'm sorry. Well, Nick, you should. I it's guess, frozen. I guess. Well, maybe, right. maybe you just need to let it go. I'm sorry. I, I want to apologize to everyone. I don't feel good about that frozen <laughs> joke. I don't think it was good. That was... I would like to withdraw it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you for your... So what are you looking forward to then, 2019? Um, I'm looking forward to having to wait another year for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking forward to... Do we get a new James Bond? No. 
but we get a new start. We get episode nine. So I'm ready for that to happen and to be done with and then never talk about Star Wars with anybody ever again. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. I don't think anybody uh, is. I'm looking forward to uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 2, oh, yeah. which debuts in January. Mm-hmm. Gotham. Uh, the new, I'm trying to catch up for the new Gotham because of everything they're doing. Stop it. You, you just said let it go oh, again. I didn't mean it. That wasn't You're a frozen a monster. That wasn't a frozen joke, <laughs> and right. I stand by it. Guys, we're sorry about that. We are sorry about that. Okay. All right. Well... I, I guess that's going to do it yeah. here for the All the Book Show. For the, yeah. Thanks for tuning in to our special episode. Yeah, We'll be back next week when we talk about Leanne Moriarty uh, with yeah. some special guests. So looking forward to that. And we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.